0: And welcome to the latest episode of Extra Extra, it's all about whiskey I am sounding fantastic today, Joshua Hatton Yeah, you sound like hot garbage today, Jason Oh, well, this is awesome because I feel like hot garbage, so Wow, if it helps, you also look like hot garbage Hey, thank you very much (laughs) This is me, this is me showered as well I was a brave boy before our recording and it's all gone to hell since Regular listeners will know that an extra, extra—it's all about whiskey. You or I will bring a oftentimes whiskey-related news story to the attention of the other. Mm-hmm. We will read it in the first half. We will riff on it in the second half, and we will get out of here in a tight thirty-five minutes. And I think today, when the clock on the wall shows twenty-eight minutes, that will also be a tight thirty-five. So. <laughs> We're back to cubits. All right. Ah, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. So I have I Joshua. Yeah. It's my turn to bring an article to it, your attention.
1: It is your turn. Yep.
0: And I, I have not told you anything about this article. You have not told me anything. So for the benefit of you and for the benefit of our listeners, I will tell you it comes from the spirits business. Mm-hmm. It was published December 1st of 2022. Okay. And it was authored by Georgie Collins. Hmm, I don't know if I recognize that name. The title is Premiumization Shows Signs of Slowing. Oh, okay. And the reason that this caught my attention and, and became a story that I wanted to bring to your attention and the attention of our listeners is a couple of episodes ago, we talked about the purchase of Wilderness Trail. Yeah. And Campari were, were pretty clear in their press release that this was going to fulfill the, the premium side of mm-hmm. their business model. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you and I had, had kind of started wondering at that point how the premium world was looking. Yep. And as if by magic, we have Georgie at the mm-hmm. Spirits business giving us an answer and she will tell us from where the research has come. Okay. Oh, this is interesting. Good timing. Okay. So so as I say, the title is Premiumization Shows Signs of Slowing. And then a, a very quick bullet at the top. The first half of 2022, known as H1, saw value growth of beverage alcohol reach historic highs, but there are signs that growth is beginning to slow, according to IWSR, Drinks Market Analysis. Mm. Now, nowhere in this article does it say what IWSR stands for, so I will say to you this day, Joshua, you can easily guess the first three, the I, the W, and the S. International Whiskey... Yep. yep. No, actually, no. Why did I say yes to that? No. <laughs> no. International is correct.
1: Oh. International Wine and Spirits... There you go. ...review.
0: Oh, that's. Oh, you're real close, man. If I could give it to you, I would. Reconnaissance. Oh, you were so close. You actually added on too many letters. Recon.
1: <laughs> Record. Record. International yeah. Wine and Spirits record.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. So this is this is their now. So they are based out of the UK. I even went to their website, mm-hmm. and they on their website don't say what IWSR is. So they're they just known as IWSR. Just got into it. Okay. So here we go. Driven by a combination of post-pandemic pent-up demand and price increases, The latest findings from IWSR show that volumes in premium and above price bands grew by 7% in H1 2022. Mm -hmm. This is slower than the 18% growth last year, which was attributed to the post-pandemic rebound seen as lockdowns eased in early 2021.
1: There you go. Discussion that you and I have been having on and off.
0: Indeed. The figures are compared with those presented in H1 2019 across the 20 key markets, which make up approximately 75% of total global beverage alcohol volume consumption. Hmm. India has been highlighted as one of the fastest-growing markets in the premium and above spirits category, driven by Scotch whisky. In a briefing held yesterday, and they're quoting yesterday as the 30th of November, IWSR's Chief Strategy Officer Brandy Rand noted, quote, What we see in spirits is that the growth is relatively broad-based Across categories such as gin, rum, malt scotch, U.S. and Irish whiskey, although an absolutely key driver is which category, Joshua? Blends. No. Oh, that's a good guess. Though I see why you did that. That was that was very good listening, Joshua. Thank you. The agave category. Oh, interesting. End quote. Huh. Premium Plus Agave-Based Spirits saw growth of 16% in H1 2022 versus H1 2021. This followed growth of 44% in H1 2021 versus 2020. With much of this driven by the tequila category uh, okay. in the United States,
1: and I was gonna I was gonna ask if they delineated between because agave means many things, so right. Tequila, tequila in the U.S. Okay, premium tequila
0: in the U.S. Yeah, okay. Quote in spirits, we see tequila and mezcal as key standout categories in terms of the premiumization trend, hmm. Rand said. And that closes out that first section. The next section is titled Consumer Confidence, which is something we've been talking about internally with others across the industry. Oh, yeah. And yeah. trying to get a sense of where are we globally with consumer confidence? Mm-hmm. Uh, with what we're seeing, say, across the, the war in Ukraine, um, across global supply chain across mm-hmm. logistics you know, how's the consumer responding to this so this segment <coughs> overall the first half of 2022 was <laughs> this isn't a quote but it is in single inverted commas hmm. overall the first half of 2022 20, overall the first half of 2022 was and I'm doing little square, scare quotes in the air here Relatively positive (laughs) for the drinks industry. That's interesting. Relatively positive is doing some heavy lifting there.
1: Yeah, well, I I don't disagree with with what Georgie's saying, (laughs) but I do like the differences between the double quotes and the single quotes. The single,
0: yeah. Relatively positive. Hmm. However, the IWSR's consumer survey in October indicated consumer confidence is starting to weaken in many markets. Rand noted that when consumers are asked about spending and their views on the future, IWSR is seeing two juxtaposing trends.
1: Hmm.
0: One, premium rising and down trading and value seeking. So just between you and me here, Joshua, so it says two juxtaposing trends, colon, premium rising, comma, and down trading and value seeking. Is it best to read that to the listeners with the grammar?
1: Yes. In (laughs) fact, I think we can keep in all of what we've just said. It's it's clear we're trying to wrap our heads around what's being said. So why not share? I've
0: I've never heard the term premium rising, I don't know what those two words mean together.
1: Well, it, it evolved from uh, Mr. Mojo rising.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a, it's a uh, okay. throwback to the 60s. Uh, okay. What about the dark moon?
1: Is uh, there a dark, dark moon rising? Dark side of the moon. Yeah, that was a...
0: <laughs> no, what's the dark moon? No, what's the...
1: Oh, no. You're thinking bad moon rising. Uh, no. Bad moon yeah, rising. Yeah, yeah, Credence. That's exactly it. yeah. Yeah,
0: the bad moon. <laughs> I wouldn't okay, hold that much so, on for your
1: credence tapes, Jason.
0: <laughs> so so premium rising is a thing. Yep. And then down trading and value seeking is another thing. Down trading and value seeking. So value seeking is, I think, obvious, right? right yeah, I, th- I think we talk about people value seeking a lot. Sure. Down trading speaks to me like... I've been drinking 15-year-old single malt scotch for a while and now we're kind of I feel like the 12 is perfectly fine.
1: Yeah, or or you know, people saying I've been getting the the Russell single barrels. I'm just going to go with the regular
0: 101,
1: you know. Right, so, I wonder if yeah.
0: I wonder if that's training. Yeah, so let's let, let's
1: move forward on the assumption that that's what it is. How's that?
0: So here's here's a quote from from Red. Okay. When shoppers get a little bit more concerned about the economy, they tend to look for value, explained Rand. Mm-hmm. That's the end of the quote. Now we're back to, to Georgie, the author of the piece here. As a result, there are early signs of down trading across many beverage alcohol categories, which <laughs> is causing the growth of premiumization to slow. This is in addition to an increasing focus on reducing quantity but maintaining quality. Hmm. IWSR Chief Operating Officer Emily Neal added, quote, what we are beginning to see now is signs of some slowing down in premiumization, particularly in our consumer data, which tends to be an early indicator of trends to come, end quote. Hmm. Back to the author, Consumers are seen to be moving away from high-volume, lower-value beverages, such as wine and beer, and moving into lower-volume, higher-value categories like whiskey, tequila, gin, and cognac. Mm -hmm. Pockets of downtrading are especially evident in markets with neutral to negative levels of consumer confidence. In the UK... There are signs of decreases in net spend across most categories within premium and below price bands. Rand continued, quote, In the UK, we see a lot of economic gloom. Ah, Ain't that the truth, listeners, in the UK? Which has really derailed what we've seen in terms of UK premiumization trends there has been a really significant switch to home premise and this idea of economizing through moderation. Hmm. We're going to circle back to this in the second half, Joshua. Final sentence, and then we will get to the break. In August, Diageo CEO Ivan Menzies said he was confident the firm's growth in the affordable luxury sector Would continue through an upcoming recession And here endeth the article (laughs) Okay We'll see you in part two for some riffing Welcome back to the second half dear listeners. I'm here with Joshua Hatton. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> before before we get into the riffing, mm-hmm. I had actually pulled up the IWSR report that, that Georgie and the Spirits business was pulling from here and there's just a, a little a little paragraph that I want to add and again it's along the lines of this uh, declining consumer confidence. Mm-hmm. And so, IWSR writes, as costs of living continue to increase, consumer confidence is starting to wane in many countries, especially across Europe, and particularly in the UK. This sentiment, however, contrasts with the relatively optimistic APAC region, Asia Pacific, with consumers in India and China much more positive about life and finances. The picture in the US is more mixed, and while American consumers remain relatively positive overall, they are growing increasingly cautious. This is especially evident across mid to lower income groups. And that closes out the paragraph that I wanted to bring in from the IWSR report. Okay. So what, what do you think? You're hearing this Joshua. You're you're out there. You're out in the marketplace. You were just at a festival uh, in St. Louis uh, the other weekend. Well, what are you seeing? What are you hearing?
1: Yeah, that's that's a that is an excellent question. Well, yeah. Thank so you. so let's um, let's talk about that festival. Yeah. So St. Louis whiskey in the winter, and they had 2,500 attendees. And that's a good number. Yeah, it's a good number and. Across the table, we had bottlings that were priced in between, say, forty-five, forty-eight dollars, and that's that's going to be your Pendaren, the Dragon series, right? Up to maybe a hundred and twenty dollars, and that would be your Glenallachie mm-hmm. fifteen. And so, so that's that's the gamut that we ran. On our tables across 18 different bottlings i would argue that once we started talking about $80 $90 a bottle because you know there was a shop there that gave a discount hey if you wanted to buy a bottle go to the shop's table and they'll give you a discount so that 120 ish came down to about 100 for the 15 year old once we got to those numbers, people were less interested in talking about that. They were like, "Well, what else could we try?" And oh. and then they try the twelve year old, and at, you know, with that discount, you get it for sixty two bucks or whatever the mm-hmm. price was. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Once we got into the fifty to sixty sixty five dollar range, that's when people said, "Oh, that's pretty good." Even, yeah, if, even yeah. if it was non-age stated, right? We poured yeah. Arden American was, was a huge hit at the table. And people said, "Ooh, what's the price on that? And we said, that ah, should be around 60, you know, plus or minus, something like that. And they're like, that's, that's, that's a good price. Now, in my mind, that seems like it's a premium product. Mm. And and not just from a flavor standpoint, but for, from like a dollar standpoint, like I would think like 60, 65 bucks is kind of premium, especially for non-age stated, but people were cool with that. And so I'm curious as you were looking at the that IWSR report or the R stands for report? Uh, record. Record. Okay. Did it go over numbers as to what is premium, what is ultra premium?
0: Okay. No, because Mm -hmm. they're going across categories. So, Uh, where you might have a premium gin priced, you're not going to have a premium malt priced. And for some of the numbers I've been seeing in America, you're not going to have a premium tequila priced. So they didn't throw out numbers for what Uh, consumer spending is. Okay. More the premiumization within individual categories.
1: Okay. Well, I can tell you, at least given that night, given the attendees that came to our tables, that the 60... I would say the window of... Let me think about this before I say it. I would say... The window of forty-five up to around seventy, seventy-five dollars was fully acceptable, age stated or no. Yeah, yeah. Now that has to do with whiskey, and that did include Japanese whiskey as well, the Fukano and Uishi, the the rice koji whiskey. So, so those seemed to be on the night. People had confidence. Now, I think there's also a difference between. Speaking confidence and showing confidence, (laughs) right? Did you buy the bottle? You saw the price, you were cool with it. Did you buy the bottle? And there's a big difference in that. And my concern is that, you know, this could be like a Facebook event where everybody says they're going, but only 10% show up, you know?
0: (laughs) But you're also looking at a group of people who bought a ticket to a whiskey event and then showed up at said whiskey event to taste and talk whiskeys. So, so we're, right? we're working
1: within a niche group.
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Which, which I think is how you and I often think about this category, where $100 for a, a bottle of single cask, cask-strength whiskey seems like a pretty good deal right? Mm-hmm. 130. Yeah, I think you're still in a, in a good place there. Okay. 150. Okay, what are we talking now? Who's the producer? What's the age? What is the strength on that? Mm-hmm. Right, I, And I think this is to your point a moment ago of, well, what is the pricing on premiumization? Yeah, yeah. Well, to look at cask strength, single casks of single malt, and then to look at, say, the great king street Mm -hmm. glasgow blend 35 dollars right you can't put that 35 dollar great king street up against a single cast cast strength single malt yeah right those are those are two radically different things
1: yeah yep
0: but but as you and i've discussed in in multiple places that's a screaming good price for an nas blend Mm -hmm. with with the the great king street i'm also as as I'm listening to you here, I'm thinking about our beg wee beastie, which I, I talk to people all the time about our beg wee beastie, you know with a five year age statement on that uh, you know your mileage may vary but forty five dollars right mm-hmm. That's a screaming good deal right that's that's absolutely something you should be buying and picking up, right no doubt about it, it and that the interest to me within the article is consumers looking to spend money, but consuming in moderation. So how do I spend? Where do I spend? And then how do I consume the product that I purchase? I think that's an interesting, it's an interesting way of thinking about our own category, let alone the gins, the cognacs, so on and so forth.
1: Do you think people are moderating their drinking habits or like, like, you know, the article talked about down trading, right? If you don't want to moderate your drinking habits, but you want to save a bit of money, well, go for the lower age stated product. Go for the, you know, whatever it is, instead of a four rows a single barrel, you go for their, their select
0: So let me pull out the moderation section of the IWSR report for you. Okay, all right. So this little subheading is moderation evolves. In addition to pockets of down trading, consumer response to tougher economic times appears to be reducing quantity, but maintaining quality. Drivers for the moderation trend have subsequently evolved from mostly health concerns to economic ones. Interest in no-slash-low alternatives is particularly high among millennials and those on higher incomes in the US, Canada, UK, Australia, and China. Mm. So that speaks to me of a downturn in quantity of consumption firstly for health yeah now f- now for economics but, but i think it yeah. but i think it speaks to it's still okay to buy that premium bottle mm-hmm. right you're just not going to drink it in a night you're not going to drink it in a weekend yeah. right like our, our, <laughs> our somewhat somewhat famous in our own lunchtimes open the bottle on a Friday, recycle it on a Monday.
1: Yeah, right? yeah, yeah.
0: Like now people are saying, look, this is delicious, but I'm going to keep it for more than the weekend, maybe more than the week. Maybe I'm going to keep it for the month. Hmm. Maybe I'll replenish in a month's time. Like that. that to me is... We're seeing what Diageo has done with the premium category. We've seen what William Grant has done with the premium category. Mm -hmm. We're hearing Campari quite openly, a couple of episodes, talk about their goals with the premium category. It's it's changing. There's a changing tide there. Well, yes,
1: but I would say, you know, the article that we read or... Article or articles that we read a a few weeks back, where it talked about Diageo purchasing Balcones, Campari purchasing Wilderness Trails, or sorry, Wilderness Trail, with the idea (laughs) of premiumization, specifically with Wilderness Trail, and not selling off their liquid to you know Mm -hmm. other, other producers, other bottlers. There seems to be a significant disconnect. If if Campari is paying what what was it six hundred million dollars for Wilderness Trail, based on a projection that this is going to be a premium brand that they're going to move, and then this article says, oh, "Wait a second, <laughs> premiumization is going to go downhill." You know, part of how we talked about those acquisitions was that Diageo and Campari and and all these large corporations are smart. They're savvy, and they've got banks, and they've got accounting departments, and they're doing research. (laughs) So if that's
0: the case, either someone's wrong or the timing's off or... Yeah, Yeah, there's, there's no claim being made here that there's a CEO sitting in a head office somewhere twiddling his or her thumbs thinking, more premiumization, right? They're, they're looking over the reports that are coming in from people who have conducted studies and crunch numbers. There is no doubt about that. The question for yeah. me, as we, as we go through both the article and the, and the original report here is, no multinational corporation is making an acquisition today based on the benefits that it brings tomorrow it's all about growth mm. it's all about perpetual growth and so whereas you and I are sitting thinking okay here's a cask we can bring it in we can sell it who's buying it what's the price point on it how do we how do we make a move in the next three months they're looking at this saying what's the next decade look like what yeah, do the next two point. decades that's look a very like good point. what does the growth in India and China look like Europe's having a tough time right now okay talk to me about china talk to me about india it's clear that that's covered in this report here and there's still that scope for growth so do you
1: feel then do you feel given what you're saying here because i i really like what you're saying here right when 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 one door closes another opens <laughs> right yeah yep yeah. but but back in the 80s as doors were closing, we couldn't find other doors to open and then distilleries started shuttering. Do you think that even though the industry will have its upticks and its downturns and its peaks and troughs, that we may have at least learned a bit more about markets to move things left or right as we see an overall downturn, but we see enough areas of growth to keep that investment of worth until the uptick yeah. comes back. Is that is that what you're leaning
0: towards? 100%, here? yeah. Okay. Every, everybody yeah. we've spoken to in the yeah. industry over the mm-hmm. last decade about where are we going with this? Is this is this a bubble that's bursting? Are we going to see the 80s? Are we going to see the the whiskey lock again? And and numerous numerous people in the industry are like, nah, this this <laughs> Our industry does not look currently like it did in the 80s. And we are continually breaking new markets, building new markets, right? China's doing a thing. India's doing a thing. Brazil is doing a thing, Like You and I have got a previous extra-extra talking about Brazil, right? Like those global markets Mm. are, 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 are indistinguishable from how those global markets looked in the 80s. Yeah. I don't think that's the right word. I don't think indistinguishable is the right use there. Cause indistinguishable, you say, Oh, they are indistinguishable from one another. It means they look the same. And I'm saying the opposite of that.
1: So what you're saying is that it's in indistinguishable. Unindistinguishable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not saying that. Definitely not. <laughs> but 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 it is interesting. Right where, A, when you and I come to an article like this, boom, we're thinking whiskey. Mm-hmm. And here we are, it's gin and US whiskey and Irish whiskey and cognac, right? So it's across the board. And then when you and I are thinking markets, we're often thinking the United States, where where we're living, where we're buying, where we're speaking to consumers regularly, mm. When we speak to Jess, you know, we hear a bit about the UK side of things. How are things looking in the UK right now? What's Germany looking mm-hmm. like? Mm-hmm. Sweden? Right? Gosh, Japan, Canada, right? How are how are those coming together? And obviously we have no presence in China. We have no presence in India, right? Those are not markets that we're that we're yeah, dealing sure. with. But I do remember saying previously in 2022, keep listening out for India. In every whiskey report you see in every whisk you know state of whiskey uh, that you hear, like keep paying attention to India, we keep hearing India being mentioned. Now we're hearing it's the number one premium market in the world for a host of products, right? It keeps building, it keeps building. I tell you
1: though, uh, let me re- let me relay a conversation I had with someone. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna divulge any names, but but we were talking about American whiskey, and and what we're seeing, both on the consumer side, but also on the the broker side and the production side.
0: Are we talking bourbon and rye here? Are we're we talking bourbon like and, whiskey? and rye. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, we're we're talking bourbon and rye. American right single malt. Uh, we're talking bourbon and rye.
0: Bourbon and rye. I'm with you. <clears throat>
1: The conversation was around the lack of consumer confidence. And in this conversation, it was the lack of consumer confidence in the maybe sixty to eighty dollar range, but then more confidence above eighty. Huh. And then more confidence below sixty. Right, huh. but, but that sweet spot, where I said the sweet spot was for scotch, the sweet, so, sweet spot was missing uh, for bourbon and rye. And then we started talking about uh, the, the brokering side of things and, and where prices have gone. And we both came to the conclusion that what we're seeing with this odd lack of confidence in, in, in the bourbon and in the rye world how should I say this? The lack of confidence that we're seeing in from consumer in the consumers in the bourbon and rye world, it's gonna it's gonna increase, and it's going to f- affect premium whiskeys, kind of like what we're talking about here. And the assumption is we're going to see the costs of casks go down on the broker side, simply because we the demand to. is gonna go away. <laughs> we have
0: to. We, absolutely we, yeah. we have
1: to, right and and you know we've been talking about it what for five, six years that the <laughs> access to casks has dwindled. the costs <laughs> of casks have have gone to to points that make absolutely no sense. When is that bubble gonna burst and it seems that it's going to follow the trend of a recession mm-hmm. right? Consumers less confident. Where does the whiskey go? You could say it can go into blends, like I mentioned before, or you could just see consumption go down, interests go elsewhere, and more access be made available, and hopefully prices on the um, uh, on whiskeys come down.
0: Yeah. Yep. Well, the consumer will talk with their local currency of choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give you the final word on that, Joshua. I think that was a, <laughs> for us as a business, that was a good positive note to get out here on. <laughs> if uh, if you're somebody who is in the premium side of the, the various businesses, good luck with uh, H2 2022. We'll see what <laughs> those reports yeah. uh, look like when they come out. But uh but dear listeners, if you if you want to drop us a note bring anything to our attention, you can send an email to questions at one or you can drop a note to info at singlecastnation.com and that will make its way to us as well. But until next time, I'm gonna I would say I'm going to go pour a large dram of a cast strength whiskey but I've got enough drugs in me I'm just going to go pour a cup of tea and put some honey in it and lie down in a darkened room (laughs) gosh it's like a uh,
1: it's like a mock hot toddy that you're going to (laughs) do a mock toddy
0: (laughs) but until next time thank you Joshua Uh, thank you as always to you dear listeners and uh, we will get out of here on peace peace